Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Uh, how are you doing, Austin Black? What's going on? Hey, Steve. I'm doing great. How are you today? Good. Good to see you. Where are you joining us in from on what part of the world? We are about an hour south of Kansas City, Missouri. Our south of Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, does that put you in uh, in the line of some storms? Are you going to catch some part of that? You know, I think we we might get, we might miss it. It was headed right for us earlier this afternoon, but I think the clouds might have cleared up a little bit by now. Oh, good for you. All right, that's good to hear. So, stay safe and, uh, and thanks for joining us here on Reinvention Radio. Talk to us uh, about all the fun stuff that you're up in the up to in the world because I know you got your back road productions and so on, but um, and I know you're really all about the story and, and so on and so forth, but I want to give you an opportunity to share uh, what led you to the point of, of launching Backroad and, uh, and just give us an understanding of who you are and then we'll jump into things. Sure. So the idea kind of came about um, several years ago. I grew up in the agriculture industry and uh, back in 2012, <clears throat> there was a lot of uh, misinformation out there about what agriculture industry consisted of, what was going on with farms and ranches. And being in the communications industry as I was at the time, um, I wanted to really tell the story, the true story of farmers and ranchers and ag businesses across the country and help represent them. Uh, that morphed into then doing more marketing for those people uh, with ranches and so promotion to uh, help Again, tell the story of those people, but also help them build their business. Um, and then we have transitioned over to now where we're a full service marketing agency. And I have, have just fallen in love with, with telling stories and being with genuine people as are throughout the agriculture industry and uh, helping relate, you know, what all happens there and what goes on in day-to-day -day life and uh, helping them to really connect with their customers. You know, that's something that we are so passionate about in this industry is relationships and connecting. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to, to do that uh, with my customers and kind of expand that reach. Um, so, you know, with the love of video, with the love of storytelling and a love of genuine relationships, I've kind of combined everything together to try to help out my customers and spread the word about what they are doing every day to feed this nation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, and, and powerful way to, to, to really position who you are and, and, and what you do, um, very much in line with, with what we teach insofar as being able to run the what is your what framework, right, in terms of being able to have clarity around what your core gift is, the primary vehicle you use to share that gift, and then who the people are that you're most compelled to serve. I mean, you really combine that through video and the agricultural industry, I mean, in a, in, a, in a really succinct, powerful way. And so people often ask me, you know, for examples of like, you know, what, what does that look like? 
And, and you're a, a walking, shining example of that because it's so easy for people to understand who you serve and what you do. And it's something that you love doing. Right. And that's one of the, of the great things about uh, the clientele I get to work with. I mean, we work with everybody from large cattle producers all the way up to large agriculture businesses and being able to cater to their needs um, on whatever level that is. You know, some of these businesses, uh, we're talking about, you know, large budget brand films and large marketing campaigns. Some of the ranchers were doing just some sale promotion, you know, once or twice a year for their cattle, but also telling their story of their operation, their genetics and where they come from. And it's been a real pleasure to just uh, to service a variety of customers within that industry, because no matter how big or small they are, it's like, again, it's all about relationships. It's all about connecting those people and about uh, showing what they are doing that is very impactful to this country. Yeah. Let me give Mary uh, an opportunity to jump in and, uh, and Rich, I'm just with, you know, your marketing mind and, the, and I'm sure you've got a million questions as well, but Mary, let me give you an opportunity to, to ask Austin. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward, would you consider the agricultural uh, industry to be more family based? Like a family, like families are running these, right? But then the community on a whole is a much more tight community. For word Absolutely, of mouth. especially on, on the local level. I mean, you know, 80%, actually more than 80%, close to 90% um, of farms in the U.S. are family-owned operations, and multi most of those are multi-generational farms. Um, those are within those rural communities, and, and they do bring that, that tight-knit community together. The great thing about the agriculture industry, though, is whether you're on the farm or whether you're at more of, of the corporate business level, it is still such a strong focus on those same values, same ethics and morals of family, of hard work, of genuine authenticity and of doing what you say you're going to do every single day, taking care of the land and the livestock, doing it in the most sustainable manner. And that's what makes it so much fun is uh, no matter if we're dealing with a farm operation or a large agribusiness, the story never changes. It's just who you're talking about. Nice. Yeah, yeah Rich? I would love to hear your opinion on just what's going on right now in general, let's just say with supply chain and, you know, we're doing so much exporting, importing, and just the story that you're telling, not just within the agricultural industry itself, but what is the message you're trying to get out for the rest of us to learn about the agricultural industry and just how we saw how like the meat packing plants and just how we can get affected so quick. I just wondered your thoughts on that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that has been such a big issue this year and something that I've been actually fortunate to help be a part of, you know, one of my clients, they started a retail beef brand this last year and come April, it just blew up. I mean, we, we were able to help so many people, um, both their family and the customers that they service that they could actually have access to farm fresh beef. One of the great things about this country is there is plenty of opportunity to work with your local farms and ranches to access the, the, the meat and, and the pork and the milk and the produce that we want to, to eat and feed our families. But the greater thing that we can't forget is there is a reason that those large systems are put into place to provide that to everybody everywhere. Because as we found out this year, 
we are not set up to have that large scale local distribution. That's where the, where the large packing plants come in and do a great service. Uh, we had the hiccup this year and that's, that's what it was, was a hiccup in the supply chain because we just, with everybody, you know, out of the packing plants, they could not process enough stock fast enough and just it all trickled down and backed everything up. So I think that there is a, a lot to be learned from this situation in why it's so important to know who your farmer and rancher actually is and not just rely upon the grocery store to go get your food because that's not where it comes from. As we have learned how it comes from the farm. And uh, while we, we cannot forget the, the true impact and the true benefit that the large packing plants provide, there is a need and there is a room, there's an opportunity to have smaller, more local distribution. And together, I think we can accomplish uh, feeding this nation in a, in a very effective manner with that outlay. It's awesome. I hate when that happens. It's the joys <laughs> of Zoom technology. It starts to mute you for God knows why. There you go. All right. So what I, what I really want to try to understand, man, is how did, you, how did you get into this work? I mean, it seems like a combination of so many interests, but that's where a lot of people struggle as they look to reinvent their lives is, you know, combining those interests and moving things. Like, how did you end up merging all of this together just can you just step us through that and then actually turning it into a business obviously we try to keep things as succinct here as possible but we're just trying to understand how this all came together for you sure so really my story started back in high school whenever i was taping hunts with family and friends i was a huge hunting video enthusiast and thousand had the next production you know hunting production company and uh, that then, as I went into college and, and began my first job, that transitioned to where I saw a real need for that same video element and storytelling to take place in the agriculture industry. So I began to combine those two elements together. Um, went to work for a company and took care of all the photography and video production that was an agriculture cooperative and really began to immerse myself more so into that field, into that career and develop my skill set around that. And then I had the opportunity in 2015, I uh, got married, uh, left the company, began my own venture and really began chasing that, that passion of, of helping uh, agriculture clients tell their story. And uh, actually this last year, then we have transitioned from just photography and video to the full service marketing because our clients have had great success with video and photography that we've done for them. But when it comes to true business success, they need that full service, that full marketing element with strategy, with digital marketing, everything combined. And we have seen the need for that this year. So we're incorporating that as well to give them uh, the digital strategy, the digital marketing tools, the cinematic storytelling, professional photography to truly tell their story in an effective manner that gets people's attention and drives their business forward. Yeah. And I'm sure you get approached from other industries, people who want you to do the work that you do for them. How do you, I mean, do you just tell them no, because this is the niche and the vertical that you've decided to, to focus on? Like, how do, you, how do you turn down what could potentially be lucrative opportunities that fall outside of the, the scope of what it is that you've built everything around? That's a great question. And I remember whenever I first started out, uh, I, I'd kind of work for anybody and everybody that paid me like we all do whenever we first start business. You no, know, whatever, wherever the money comes from, yeah. that's the job we're going to do. And, and it was fun because, you know, I got to meet people. I got to do different projects, but it was also a bad decision because I figured out what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. 
And I began to kind of craft my niche around where's my strengths, where's my passion, what do I actually really enjoy doing? And that was what, you know, what drew me to the agriculture side. So whenever, you know, companies come up and approach me that are maybe a little bit outside of the industry, I just tell them, you know, you know I'd love to help you, but um, that's not really where my wheelhouse is. So let me find somebody that I trust as a video producer to get you the work that you need done and that understands your industry well. Because if I don't understand their business, I cannot perform the right service for them but I want mm. them to succeed. So I want to help them find that. And hopefully they know someone who I could work with and you, you, you know, continue to develop networks and opportunities there. But, you know, knowing what you're good at is, is almost as important as knowing what you're not good at and being able to just to make a distinction between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Before we, uh, before we let you jump here, man, what, what, what's the one thing that you believe is misunderstood uh, about the the agricultural industry that you try to capture on what you do. Probably the, the one thing that does most misunderstood is the fact that agriculture, regardless of the size of the business, it's a family focused business. And many of, of the businesses, many of the farms are family operated and run. And it is such a tight knit community with the number one focus being taking care of the land and the livestock and providing a healthy, safe, affordable food supply. And you will not find anybody more honest, hardworking, genuine, whether it's the president CEO of the large national brand or the mom and dad that's raising their kids on the ranch. You know, we all come from the same background lineup and we're all producing healthy, affordable, safe food for this country. Yeah. Love that. Love that. All right, Austin, we're going to let you jump, man. And uh, people want more information uh, about all the, the fun work that you're doing and uh, you know, lots of, lots of ways that I know you can help enlighten folks through the, some of the, uh, the productions that you've created, but you know, at the same token, I know that there's only a handful of, of people who are in that industry that might actually use your services. So I'm, I'm trying to trying to help you out here in so far as number one, giving people the opportunity to connect with you for your services. But is there something else that you've produced that perhaps people can watch just to get a, uh, a sense of your work that would be of interest to them also? I've got a couple of uh, videos on my website, my portfolio we produced in the last couple of years that I'm really proud of. Um, if they want to check those out at backroad-productions.com, um, they can find those. And I also got a couple of free resources on there um, that they can find on the download page to talk about strategy um, for digital marketing and video production. And I think the mm. strategy is where every successful project starts. So they can jump on there, download those and kind of get a sneak peek into what we do and how we can help them. That's awesome. All right, Austin, we're going to let you jump, my friend. Good to see you. And we will talk to you, Austin, and everyone else here next time on Reinvention Radio. Thanks, Austin. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks, Austin. Thanks. Awesome. All right. So Kelly sent over the bed. I don't know if you had a chance to see it there, or if you can bring it in. Would you uh, want me to do the outro first? I think they'll, they'll, they'll pop it in. Yeah, we'll put it in. They'll pop it in. I think that's about as clean as we can, as we can get that break. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Let me see. I don't know how loud or anything yet. So, and I didn't put it in the actual bed, but we'll see. You mean give it a shot. Soulful Sunday, you can blast it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to change this. I love it.
welcome to Soulful Sunday. I'm your host, Mary Goulet. Well, I am. <laughs> there was. Okay, yes, I'm your host of Soulful Sunday. We haven't done one of these in a long time. True. So I don't want to just go into a COVID conversation. Um, we can all admit that we've probably reflected and reviewed certain things in our life that we're okay not going back to doing. And maybe we've realized new ways we want to play in life. Some maybe started a new venture out of the whole thing. So basically, what is your, what are you most thankful that you've recognized, realized, um, acted on in the last, well, it's been growing for six months. What do you think is you're the most thankful for? Mm. Anything about you, how you see the world? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's true. You know, I hope people do take the time to reflect upon this period and, and look at what has shifted for them. I know for me, um, one of the things that uh, I'm most thankful for uh, is uh, being encouraged to take time out and take time off. And Kelly uh, was, was really able to, to spearhead that for me in terms of taking the month of July off to be with the family and, and be more present, just be less stressed. And we were able to spend a couple of weeks in, uh, in Big Bear. We were gonna take a whole long road trip, but obviously everything that was going on, we weren't able to do that, but spent a couple of weeks in, in, Big, Bear, in Big Bear, largely disconnected a little bit here and there, but you know, largely disconnected. Um, and I'm really thankful for uh, the opportunity to see that the world doesn't end and my business doesn't end, you know, and what we've created collectively doesn't end if I'm not actively doing everything on a moment by moment basis. Uh, and, you know, it just really uh, gives me an opportunity not only, of course, to be thankful and grateful for the amazing team that we have in place and, uh, and you know, just the, the commitment that, that so many have to, to what we're doing here uh, and seeing the vision and bringing that vision to fruition. Uh, but it also, you know, really made me uh, thankful and, and grateful for them individually as well, right? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, seeing um, how amazing that team is and, and just recognizing that, you know, sometimes we can be the, the biggest obstacle to our own success. Um, and sometimes we got to step out of the way. And then, of course, as that relates to, uh, the relationships in the family uh, as well, just recognizing that, you know, it's really important to reset and take time uh, and just try to turn things off and focus on, uh, on the people who, you know, you, you chose to bring into this world and, uh, and chose to surround yourself with. So yeah, definitely thankful and grateful for, for all of that, for sure. Richie. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you asked that probably the last few days, it's kind of a meta answer because I've been thinking about how important it is to be grateful. Like I'm thankful for realizing that, like just being able to wake up and be grateful for the smallest things 
almost feels like um, it feels like the ultimate in the law of attraction, let's say, because if you're grateful for the things you have, it just reminds me of the thing that my grandpa said. Um, know what, know what's enough because if you have enough, you can always have more, but if you always need more, you can never have enough. And the way he said it and when he said it really brings me back to that. Just being grateful for the smallest things that are, that are really the most important in your life. And even on a taking that and making it be like a big marketing thing, you think about like right now, the big brands, the bigger the brand, the smaller the gesture they do for you, the more reach they'll get. So I make something up. If Coca-Cola sent Steve a little can that said, you know, Steve and congratulations with the podcast magazine, whatever. I'm, this teeny small little gesture, that thing would get blasted everywhere. And so to bring the two together, what I'm getting at is even the world of marketing understands the smallest little gestures that are truly heartfelt that you really are grateful for something. So I don't know why I've made the Coke can and stuff, but you, you, I think you get the bigger picture is just when you can be thankful for a super small thing and share that with starting with yourself and then with your family, like uh, just that in and of itself is been what I've been most thankful for just recognizing that. And it seems like it's exponentially helping everything else I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, what about you? Well, for me, I think the most significant shift in my life, my daily routine in the past, I would be doing something and then say, Oh, I need to go. And I jump, jump in the car and I could go and do something. And then when we were first, you know, quarantined, I couldn't, I'd have to like, okay, I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to the grocery store and I'm going home and there would be days I never left the house again. And so I settled in to kind of your enough analogy. I settled into not needing the distraction of leaving, that I'm more settled. I could be concentrating and focus for three, four hours on a project when in the past I would just, I don't know, just be spontaneous and get antsy and like, I want to go do something, you know, I'm going to go to Target mm. and I don't need yeah. that. There's enough in me here at home. I feel content, mm. more content. Yeah. How do you put a price tag on that? Right. I mean, like, oh my God, that's, that's the, the Holy grail really when you come right down to it. Cause isn't that what we all aspire to in one way? I mean, it's like you work to have a certain amount of money to achieve a certain amount of comfort so that you don't have to work and have those stressors. Right. But what if you can have that same comfort and same elimination of stressors and just enjoy what you have now, even without that in the bank, is that, is that possible? Is that shift even, is that shift even possible? Well, and I think it also let me exhale 
and in, and recognize inspiration in my muse much easier. You know, you, you're more quiet. You, you can be in a more receiving mode mm -hmm. instead of being so active that you, you can't tell what you were thinking. So, yeah. yeah, I think, I think I would bet a lot of people would say they feel a little better off in, on the inside for themselves through this whole exercise that we've been, been through the last six months. Yeah. I love that. Hey, Rich, anything else to add before we uh, wrap up this long overdue soulful Sunday? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think there probably is a happy medium there to your, to your point of we try to get to content, but at the same time, I feel like the things that make humans different than most is we, we can keep growing, we can keep creating and we can keep doing more. Mm. And so I, I, I feel like that might be the secret place for me right now. And I, I would imagine most people is, how can you be content now while still striving, striving to be all that you can be? Yeah. I don't think yeah. it has to be one or the other, but I think that's the challenge. I think that's the challenge is how do you balance that? Right. Yeah. 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 I love that. And, and, and it's so true, right? Because you don't want to, if you become so content, so to speak, that you lose any sort of, aspiration to continue to grow or any sort of challenge, right? I mean, there's the balance of, of challenge and aspiration versus contentment. Um, maybe, you know, maybe it's not an elimination of the line, but perhaps just what this is, this exercise has done for many of us is just slid the line a little bit farther away from stress and a little closer to contentment. And if that is the end result for people, you know, then maybe it's all worth, some of the struggles that we've had here, but, you know, obviously we've lost a lot of lives and it's definitely, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a very challenging period of time for a lot of folks. I and mean, we personally know many people that have been affected by it. So it's uh, it's a great question though, Mary, and thanks for, for bringing that up and yeah, take us out of here. All right. Thanks for joining us for a soulful Sunday and hope we can do another one real soon. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com.